From the Financial Times in London, I'm Matthew Vincent and this is FT News. BP has announced that it is cutting 4,000 jobs across its exploration and production business, around 17% of the division's workforce, including 600 at its North Sea operations. This latest round of cost-cutting comes as the oil price has plunged again to almost $30 a barrel, putting the industry's biggest companies under pressure to find other ways of shoring up their profits and protecting their dividend payouts. BP's move came a day after the Brazilian oil company Petrobras, already hit by a corruption scandal, said it was cutting its five-year investment programme by 25%. Thousands of jobs have already been lost in the industry, and projects worth billions of dollars have been cancelled or postponed since the oil price fell below the $100 mark in late summer 2014. So to assess the BPE decision, I'm joined by the FT's energy editor, Chris Adams. Chris, this suggests that BP expects oil prices to be lower for longer than perhaps previously expected. Yes, I think that's right. I mean, if anybody thought 2016 was going to see some kind of turnaround in the market, they are mistaken, at least from what we've seen so far this year, with oil trading down to $30 a barrel. That's the lowest since 2004 people likening this to the slump of 1986. And Bob Dudley, the CEO of BP, to be fair to him, did recently uh, predict that that could well be the case. And he's on the record as saying prices are going to be lower for longer for longer, as, as I think he put it, and that they could actually hit a bottom in early 2016. But BP, they've already cut a lot, as other companies have done. What we're seeing today is another 4,000 jobs due to go, this time in the exploration and production business, which hasn't been hit quite as hard, uh, on top of 4,000 job losses last year. Now, presumably, BP is not going to be alone in announcing yet more job cuts in the coming weeks and months. I mean, there are plenty of other companies in exactly the same position. There are. And in many ways, BP has been ahead of the game, not through its own volition, but as a result of the Deepwater Horizon disaster in, in 2010, when it had to shrink to survive, essentially. But yes, Shell is another company out there on the record. It's cutting jobs, but also going to be shedding roles as a result of the merger with BG, another 2,800 jobs to go there. And all in the North Sea alone, we've seen 65,000 jobs go, according to some estimates. And I think 2016, we'll see, particularly as we move into the earnings season in February, more announcements of job cuts and indeed project cuts to come, which is a good deal of what the companies are doing, such as we've seen from Petrobras. You mentioned the North Sea. I mean, this does seem like a big hit for the UK industry, obviously, the North Sea, not just the UK, but that region. It is. I mean, the North Sea has been in long-term decline since output peaked in 2000. It's an ageing producing region, but it's also an increasingly high-cost one. And I was speaking to Daniel Jurgen, author of uh, History of Oil, the prize earlier, and he said what we're seeing now is people are slamming on the brakes. He says companies have to be prudent in the face of what's happening, and it will be a wrenching period for the industry. And the North Sea, like some other parts of the world, including Alberta in Canada and the US shale producing region, some of those are bearing the brunt of this. But let's turn to those other parts of the world. We know how hard some of the shale producers have been hurting. A lot of coverage of that last year. Oil getting back close to $30, it's terrible for them, isn't it? Yes, I think it'll vary greatly from operator to operator. It's very difficult to generalise where these companies break even, as it were, what oil price they need. I mean, anecdotally, my understanding is that very few projects, if any, are going to get approved at $60 a barrel plus. Having said that, US shale producers have been quite nimble. They've been more robust 
and people expected they'd been able to react, stop drilling, start again as they want when the price moves. And um, I think that could mean, therefore, that we start to see a more drawn-out battle between Saudi Arabia, which has been trying to squeeze them out, and these US oil companies, which could last 12 to 18 months, possibly longer. But probably what will happen is... The ability of the U.S. oil companies to respond, turn off and on the taps, will determine where the price ends up a little, whether it's 50, 40, 60. I think it will probably end up higher than 30, but we may not see that just yet. But while this battle rages for investors, for shareholders, the big question is what's going to happen to their dividends? I mean, the companies are doing all they can to cut costs, but there's only so far they can go, I would imagine. Yeah, that's right. Having said that, they don't just sort of cut jobs, as it were. They don't just shelf projects, they can increase borrowing. Now, there is room on some of the big corporate balance sheets to do that. So-called levels of gearing or their level of indebtedness is quite a lot lower than it has been in past cycles. They have a good deal more cash on their balance sheets. And I think, as Simon Henry, the chief financial officer of Shell, has put it, there are more levers we can pull. So there are limits to what they can do, but I suspect they still do have further to go in order to protect those dividends. Having said that, if we are at this price level, In six to 12 months' time, those dividends, I think, will look vulnerable, whatever they say about preserving them. And it's worth noting that the dividend yield on Shell shares at the moment has been as high as 9%, which is an extraordinary yield. And that really reflects the degree of fear or the premium people are demanding to hold that stock. Certainly does. And just looking a little bit further out from there, I mean, is it likely that the, the, the oil price could come back and then all of these job cuts will be reversed? Or are these cost savings that the companies are going to keep? Well, I think the first thing to say is that, you know, if you look at that period of $100 a plus oil prices, that lasted for several years. And during that period, the uh, the cost inflation in the industry was, was incredible. And the number of people it took on, the wages they were being paid, the price of, you know, producing however many different types of paint they stick on, on platforms just rocketed. So they've got to roll all that back. So I think I don't foresee a kind of sort of, you know, an investment banking style rebound. The oil industry doesn't work like that. It works on longer time horizons. They can't just sort of turn around the super tanker, as it were, and rehire everyone. Where they hire contractors, yes, they could do that. And there is a degree of flexibility there. But I think you've got to ask the question in that scenario, what is the bull case? The bull case is perhaps that there's a very low buffer of spare capacity in the markets. There could be unexpected supply outages in the Middle East, for example. Tension is rising between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Libya is very unstable. And people tend to discount some of these political risks. For the moment, though, it looks like more pain to come for now. Chris, thank you very much indeed. And if you'd like to read more about the impact of the falling oil price on the oil companies, remember to visit ft.com forward slash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Oil. <laughs> 